Yeah. Hello? Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, just let you know, um, please make sure your phone is awake at all times when we talking, because if your um phone goes asleep, it's gonna just like the app is gonna be is gonna end if it sleeps. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Um well like let's get started. Well, what's going on guys? Your boy B Spellman here today and this is the independent podcast and I'm here with my guest, Hotel Virgin Mary. Yes. How are we doing? I am well. How are you? I'm doing doing blessed. I'm blessed. Uh, how was your week? Uh, honestly, tiring. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, work and everything like that. But today is my Sabbath, so I am chilling. Okay. And um, give me. Can you give us a brief bio about yourself? Um. Let's just say that I am young conservative. I got started in the politics when I was 17, when I was in high school. And, yeah, I mean, I've, it, it's been a long journey, to be honest, because, you know, when I was younger, I started in all that turning point stuff with Candace Owens and Blexit and Charlie okay. Kirk and okay. everything like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like... Where are you where are you at now since then? Since when this Biden era? Um I'm at the point where it's just like take care of you and your own and then try to worry about somebody else. But at the time at the at this moment in time, you know, I'm worried I'm worried about what's best for my family and my future family. Okay. Um are you um with Trump, or you get Trump, or you're going to vote for 2024, what be done? Honestly, I have yet to see a reason to actually vote. Um, I'm a firm believer in, like, if none of the candidates are good enough for you, you don't have to vote. Um, there's no lesser of two evils. Evil is evil. Um, so, at the moment, I have not found... Um, no, nobody's worth voting for just yet, so I'm, I'm still looking. Okay. Um, the reason we are having this podcast, you said something very interesting, um, which I thought it was, <clears throat> thoughts on this true. You said, and I quote, do black leftist women not realize they are being taken advantage of being made the face of liberal, liberal nonsense? Um, expand on that. So a lot of these things that um, liberals and I say heavy on the liberals because I think there's a difference between liberals and leftists. Um, liberals, they're trying to usher in a lot of things and a lot of degeneracy um, in this world. And they think that people are turning a blind eye. And honestly, I feel like black um, leftist women you know they have their own, um, they have their own agenda. They have their own things they care about. But it's it's honestly like they believe that if they you know link up with the liberals, if they link up with their side, that they might get the best outcome. And that's not entirely true because the liberals will just use them and their face and black women's voice because everybody knows that 
having a black person, you know, what I mean, endorse their message is more likely to get coverage. And in this case, what I was quoting um, was, you know, about the type of things that they want to bring into our schools to teach children. And yep. you know, no matter what your opinion is on that, um, I just don't think, me personally, that kids should be learning about anything sexuality related until, you know, I mean, they're old enough to have that conversation with their own parents. Um, but a lot of parents also don't believe that they're responsible for their children's education. So, you know, they have a black woman, you know, speak and put it on a platform and in reality that the black community as a whole really does not endorse these things. You may see some black people on social media like, oh, you know, kids need to do this and there's nothing wrong. But if you talk to a black person on the street, they probably get angry and most likely violent if you suggest teaching their kids about the things that we see on social media. Right. And um, I'm seeing a lot of black women being the I guess the pawn to push like right now they in Georgia they're persecuting Donald Trump a black woman had to do it you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and I'm like all these persecutors that he, I mean he's already been persecuted but it's like it's gotta be them you know saying to really stick you know like you said, it's good media coverage. Exactly. Really good, you know, because like white people can persecute white people. You know, let them do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I feel like when it comes to them, it's like, like, yeah, I want to do it. Like, I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, for what? I mean, what do you gain from doing it? You know? You know, I think also uh, black women have this thing that they always want to be presented as these workhorses. You right. know what I mean? It's like um, that I noticed, you know, black women will be, you know, I can do this, I can do this, I can I can be bad all by myself, and I can do just as well as a man could do. Same reason why they had that Georgia prosecutor all over the RICO case with Young Thug and everything like that. They wanted to show that, hey, I'm not like, you know, I'm I'm black, but I, I can still, you know, I can still talk about my own. I can still prosecute my own without being biased. And it's like, nobody ever said you can't. But like, why do you have to be the one? It's like, you know, I hate to use the word, but, you know, they see they, they act as mules, basically, for um white liberals. They just want to see them as, you know, they want to separate themselves. They want to be like, you know, I'm the good one. I'm the different one. Um, and that's what I don't like because as, as a black woman, it's like, you know, we, we don't have to be this, this all, you know, the stereotype strong, independent, you know what I mean? It's okay to let somebody lead, somebody else lead sometimes. And also in the form of a man, you know, we don't have to, um, always be at the forefront. We don't always have to be the loudest in the room, but they make it seem that way. And I also think that comes from the fact that the black community is a matriarchy. So, right. Um, also, uh, now that um, you know, there's, I mean, is there like the like where you see the 
like the usage and I'm glad you um you brought up the rapper because now we got like one of the amigos talking to Kamala mm-hmm. and like yeah he's like do y'all rap about killing people you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> like I don't know they haven't said anything that I want to hear so I honestly I just mute 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 their names mute Kamala mute what's his name Quavo I don't even listen to them they yeah. were like cool back when I was like in high school or middle school but like yeah our career just got corny like, y'all talk about guns and everything. Now y'all talking about gun violence, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Y'all and like, in my opinion, it's like, now gun laws, I think it's kind of racist because they're going to come to black people, but hey, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Black people act like the Constitution is not for them as well. Like, right. y'all, y'all are citizens. If you think that white people got too many guns, how about you take a hint? Go get some guns. Yeah. Like, if y'all think white people are killing black people at this certain large rate, shoot back. Like, that's your right. Yeah, like, how many times, like, I'm not a fan with the the Amigos, or I've heard those songs a lot, but I can call them knowing what a Draco is. <laughs> like, I know what <laughs> right. I, never had, I don't even have a gun, but I know what a Draco is. Thank you, though. Exactly, a lot of a lot of lingos. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I officially know what a Draco is thanks to them. So I'm like, they ruining not- it for everybody because now everybody sees a black person having a gun. What do they think? Oh, it's illegal. Oh, they must have got it from somewhere else, or oh, they must be up to no good. It's like, like geez. they got this from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and uh. It's it, oh man, 2024 is gonna be a hot mess, you know what I'm saying? I it think is. I yeah. do think as well because I don't know, it's like people underestimate like the hate that everybody have for certain politicians nowadays. Like back in the day, you know, it wasn't really politically correct to ask people who are you voting for and right. what are your politics? What side are you on? But now it's like such a part of our culture. I think the Gen Z is ruined. I think they take everything too personal. They can't look at things objectively. Everybody is, everybody has this label. And if you have a certain label, then you're automatically written off. It's yeah. like, go back to the days where you can be like, hey, I'm a Democrat, but in, in you're a Republican, but, you know, I mean, we have the same goals, but we're just trying to get there in different ways. How can we best sit down and talk about these differences without calling each other racist, without calling each other homophobic, warmongers, you know, everything under the sun? Right. And then this sudden uh, idea of, like, black black women calling leaders like Michael Max. He was like, I guess he was gay, and MLK was homophobic. I'm like, where y'all come from? Like, <laughs> see, like this is why. Like, first of all, I don't, I don't think anybody deserves an opinion because that's like just says that mainly because that that's just you know proof that they don't read. Like, simple. Yeah. They've never picked up a book in their life. They read the first, you know, chapter in the Malcolm X autobiography when he was. 13 and shipped off to Missouri to go to school with white people 
And, you know, I mean, he fit in because he was light skinned. And all of a sudden, the people with the light skinned complexes, you know, I mean, the uh, I call them tragic mulattoes because they're the main ones that be mad. Um, It's like you don't ever keep reading. That's all you have to do is keep reading. And the FBI made it a point to try to discredit all of our black leaders and all of our black scholars. But they never take that into um, consideration because they want to label everybody as homophobic. And they also said Martin Luther King cheated on his wife, even though Coretta Scott King herself said that that was not true, that that was only a rumor. Um, And it was also spread by the FBI. You know what I mean? I just feel like the FBI and the CIA did a number on us. And it's like they they won. They were successful. Um, They won. And also I made a tweet a while back that I was, you know, that was really controversial at the time, but I still stand by it when I said, you know, how they were always trying to ban these statues of Confederate leaders, and, um, a known president of the United States that might have been racist and done something bad. Or right, this right. And I was like, why are y'all trying to erase history, right? It's yeah. just, it's history. It already happened. You can't change it. And while you're over here trying to... um limit free speech and erase history that's like your history isn't safe either you know there's a lot of atrocities that have happened on american soil black people have been a part of it this entire time and all it takes is one label one label to be called racist anti-semitic um homophobic transphobic they can put that label on anybody black or white so now you're sitting here trying to tear down a statue of robert e lee Next, they finna be tearing down statues of Martin Luther King because, oh, yeah. he's homophobic. It's like, yeah. this is the definition. This is why we have free speech in America. It's like, you, you should be trying to learn from history, not trying to erase it. And yeah. actually, that does a, more of a favor to racist white people if you're trying to yeah. erase their racist past. Now it seems like, they why did they get a clean slate? Right. And I feel like I mean, I understand, like, they want to put down this. I mean, I don't want them to go away. I do want to go to their museum so I can learn and study because there's still more to recover because, I mean, we weren't in that time period. And I think the more you collect, because I see a lot of those statues is, like, kind of, like, separate from each other. But if you kind of, like, collect them all and it kind of comes collecting the dots and what like this happened that period and that happened and you kind of like like in a way connect the dots where all this fitting in you know Um, I don't mind the statues I really don't mainly because I mean for one you know whether we like it or not you know this isn't our country (laughs) yeah I'm sorry this isn't our original country right right and you know we were brought here against the will as slaves and everything like that and you know, America is still America. America has their own history and their own traditions, their own thought leaders and their own reverent generals and war heroes and everything like that. And, like, how dare you? You know what I mean? And, you know, us as Black Americans, we have a piece of the pie. We, we You know, we've been here since before America was even America. I'm not, um, you know, doubting that. But, you know... How how dare you come into somebody else's country and tell them to tear down statues of their own leaders? Like, imagine, you know what I mean? Imagine, you know, the whites in, in South Africa go around 
tearing down, you know, statues and telling them they should rename their schools because some, you know, black South African leader back in their war hurt their feelings. Right. It's like, you know, I mean, and you can argue that the white South Africans have been there for generations, whether for good reasons or bad reasons, but they've been there. Right. Right. And they identify as South African. So I know that's probably kind of controversial, you know, just as a disclaimer, you know, I I really don't, um, I don't condone the actions of the white South Africans, even though that's still none of my business because why I'm not South African. So, right. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, this this is a time to live, you know. So, um, where are you on the idea of reparations for Black Americans? Oh, Lord. Um, I think it's absolute nonsense to think that the American government is going to give you reparations. Like, I, you know, I'm for reparations. I do think black Americans deserve reparations, but we just got to be for real. Like, when has the American government actually done something beneficial or act acted apologetic for their actions? No, they saw slavery as a necessary evil. They're like, well, you're in America now. You got those rights now. Like, why do you care? You can do everything that I can do. It's been such and such years since slavery. Like, you're, they, you know, they favor saying, you're not a slave and I'm not a slave master. I don't owe you anything. I'm not, they're not going to sit here and route America's tax dollars to pay black people. When, look at our image in the media right now. What do they think we're going to do with it? Spend it on money, drugs. I mean, spend it on, like, drugs, cars, Um, you know. It was just going to boost the economy right back, to be honest, but on designer clothes. And that's the image that they have of us. And it's it's not changing. It's never going to happen. No matter how many times we study these reparations, um, if anything, if they ever try to do any type of reconciliation with Black Americans, it won't just be for Black Americans. They're going to lump, lump in people of color. And then it's just going to be for everybody who's not white that can take advantage, just like affirmative action. So I really don't think, um, you know, a solution is not going to come from a system that was designed to fail us in the first place. The very um, racism was written in our very laws. It's like it's not going to happen. Okay, cool. Um, Well, uh, how can my followers uh, find you on social media? My Twitter is... um, Hotep Virgin Mary. I'm really mainly active with my opinions on here. My Instagram, you won't really see much of um, like an opinion because I use it as a lock inspiration page for my lock journey. And that's Hotep with the locks on Instagram. So. Okay. Uh, are you doing YouTube? Thinking about it? I do not have YouTube. I do have Substack, though. The link is in my bio on Twitter. Now, I'm not the most consistent writer, but so far I have, like, an introduction to exactly what my politics were and what I believe a couple years ago and also last year when I have an entry. Um, it's, like, actually one of my popular stories about how I was kicked 
temporarily kicked out of the military um, for not being vaccinated. Okay. Also, one last question. What What is your point of view on the status of boys and men? Can you elaborate a little bit? Like, am I, well, I'm seeing more about, you know, men killing themselves, anxieties, uh, men are failing. Um, we got we got the red pill space. We got manosphere, black manosphere, white manosphere. But and then we got actual boys and men rights advocates. You know, um, and they're not just men; they're also women coming out of words saying saying that I have a son. And I understand that there's not many benefits for my son. So, you know, right. they probably once was a feminist, but now they had a baby. It became a boy. And he's like, yeah, I don't see any benefits for my son. <laughs> right. Um, I do think uh, this whole, it's like a worldwide gender war at this point, And it's honestly very annoying because... You know, only a certain percentage of Americans are actually consuming this content because it's on, you know, X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I think that most people in real life, if you went up to them and asked, how do you feel about the red pill community? They look at you like you grew two heads. No, people in real life don't really like I'm not saying that their experiences are invalid or, you know, their experiences don't happen. But people don't really go through life coming from a place of hurt. And what we're really seeing is hurt people getting a platform. And they want to take out their hurt on the opposite gender. When really they probably just have mommy and daddy issues. I'm talking about women and men. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, I'm not saying that their experiences are invalid. Because I do think, you know, as a person in this generation, Generation Z, the dating game is absolutely horrid. Um, But a lot of it does not stem from the issues that they're talking about. You know what I mean? People spend time with people that they like, no matter the height, no matter the um, money status, no matter the family background, no matter the race. Um, and we have different experiences as people in America. Um, we really have access to, you know, more people that's, you know, not based on class or anything like that. So we have very unique experiences from the rest of the world. As far as the red pill people, um, manosphere, whatever you call it, um, even the female manosphere people like Pearl and stuff like that. I don't listen to any of them simply because, you know, as a Christian, what advice can they give me about dating that does not stem from righteousness? None. They talk about um, sleeping with people on the first date. They talk, you know, always, always revolves around not getting enough sex. It's always revolved around money never is it revolved around like you know spirituality honoring god and everything like that so um at the end of the day i don't think christians um should listen to them to anyone um and i also don't think men should be encouraging men against um families getting married you know i mean doing something good and right in this world uh because a lot of it is just fear of you know abandonment that's all. They, oh, they're going to divorce. They're going to take half my money or they're going to take the kids or they're going to take the house. It's like 
that stems from fear of abandonment? Like, what do your parents do? You know, what, what have you witnessed when you were growing up? So I guess a lot of these spaces are just coming from a place of hurt. And I really don't appreciate that because men make women look like the bad guy. Women make men look like bad guys, abusers and all this extra stuff. Um, I grew up with in a healthy two parent household. We yeah. did not have the most money, but we made it work. You know, I was able to go to private school on scholarship. I was able to, you know, join the military. I was able to see at least, you know, two or three generations of healthy marriages. My parents, my grandparents, and my great-grandparents, aunts, uncles, all the above. I trust the men in my family with my life. None of them are, you know, what these women might call, oh, you, you sit around in the black community around rapists, abusers, child molesters. No, I don't. <laughs> Just my family does not condone that. Um, different things like it's like when you have an outlook of the real world and you realize that privilege is not only money so that's why I don't listen to these people right okay that's what's up and um thanks again for this awesome uh podcast um you are do you be in spaces sometimes or you I'll listen okay. <laughs> because, you know, a lot of these spaces turn out to be very um, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. They they get very uh, violent or just so aggressive. And I don't talk to people who raise their voices. How they get violent now? Oh, my gosh. They, they threaten stuff. people. They threaten yeah, they each other. They ask for their address. I'd be like, who are you? Yeah. I'm like. Like that's what they've been doing now. Like, oh yes, I say all the time. I can, I can barely even just listen because everybody wants to yell at each other. You would not think that these people are over the age of thirty-five because the way that they act. Man, <laughs> but uh, thank you for this. Hopefully, we can do another one pretty soon uh, with another topic that I see some. From you that go viral, <laughs> like hotel. Please expand on what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity and the invite. It was nice talking to you. All right, see you guys. Peace. Bye.